Thanks for joining us this week on the Rage for Justice Report from Consumer Watchdog. I'm your host, Jamie Court. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog. And today we're joined by a special guest, Justin Klosko, who is a journalist and also uh, an employee of Consumer Watchdog. He works with us on our privacy and technology product. But today he is here speaking in a different capacity as a journalist who's covered uh, a scandal that's erupted at the Department of Water and Power in Los Angeles. And it's, it's a... It's, it's got a recent development uh, of a plea bargain by a central figure in this scandal that has set the city ablaze because um, finally we know uh, how uh, the uh, unethical behavior uh, came about. Um, so Justin is uh, uh, working on the Debaser, which is his blog, where he posts a lot of uh, information about this DWP scandal, and he, had, he broke the story uh, at the Daily Journal uh, newspaper. How you doing, Justin? I'm well. Thanks for having me on. So tell us what the developments were this week, what the developments were this week, and what they mean for Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, well, the federal prosecutors came down with the first uh, criminal charges in uh, the DWP case, which involved uh, what what they officially you know, called for the first time was a collusive action and uh, one of the central figures, uh, a, a New York attorney hired by Mike Fear's office, um, uh, pled guilty to uh, a bribery charge, um, and and uh, he took a $2.2 million bribe from a uh, supposed opposing counsel in the case, which he himself uh, handpicked in the uh, Antoine Jones versus uh, City of L.A. Uh, ratepayer case. This is all about billing errors. I want to remind people what it's yeah, about. Th- yeah, this is related to um, DWP rolled out a new billing system, which uh, malfunctioned and shot out uh, incorrect bills um, uh, about around 2014. And we were, um, we were, we were as an organization, we're all over that case. And you, as a journalist, were all over the case covering it at the time. Uh, I remember going down to the courthouse um, to complain because there was a legitimate class action case going to try to hold DWP accountable. And all of a sudden, they substituted in this guy from Ohio. It's in the indictment, it's called the lawyer from Ohio. We all know him as uh, Lance Croner, Jack Lance Croner. Uh-huh. And within like two weeks of being in the case, they settled the case on a really sweet deal for $13 million in legal fees. And I remember being outside the courthouse. I think I sent you a clip about this just yesterday, screaming <laughs> yeah. about how these lawyers were making $13 million for like three weeks worth and the consumer and consumers aren't even guaranteed anything under the settlement. And it all went through. And then we find out years later, it was a fix. The fix was in. The city attorneys picked their opposing counsel they and 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 one of the guys who picked it got a two million dollar kickback from the guy, who uh, he picked. Uh, in addition to, yeah. by the way, um, this guy Paul Paradis uh, created a company called Aventador that was hired by DWP on a thirty million dollar contract to um, monitor the billing uh, billing uh, uh, problems and 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 comply with them. And then we found out in this indictment how he got that contract, which we complained yeah. about at the time, but we had no idea the level of graft here. Do you want to tell people what happened? 
Yeah, uh, Paul Parody, uh, according to federal prosecutors, formed a cozy relationship with, uh, he's unnamed in the uh, plea agreement, just as general manager. But, you know, if you look at the time period, the general manager of DWP then was David Wright. And uh, it said that they basically struck a deal um, where they would both financially benefit. Uh, Parody said, if we can get Aventador to get these no-bid contracts of about $30 million, that David Wright, upon retiring from DWP, would get, you know, a uh, million-dollar salary. Um, he'd be CEO of Aventador and a Mercedes as the company car. Uh, so those were among some of the so, so he, he basically the plea agreement. He bribed the head of DWP to go to the DWP committee and say, uh, we need this no-bid contract for $30 million. And he failed to disclose that he was going to get a million-dollar job and a Mercedes-Benz out of the thing later. Yeah, yeah. That totally was not uh, disclosed to the member board. They, uh, Yeah, they left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I laugh, but it is it is outrageous and so tragic. Um, we knew there was mm-hmm. something about it because because David Wright re- he resigned right after um, the first subpoenas were delivered by the, the by the FBI, but we didn't yeah. know the level of this graft. So okay, so we got parody uh, naming Wright. We got Wright's Wright's head's going to roll. They're going to prosecute Wright. Also, we've got another guy, uh, Paul Kiesel. And we learned in this plea bargain that he is a cooperating witness. He was another attorney who was who worked for the city. He's a cooperating witness, according to the uh, Justice Department, not charged with anything. But what this means is we've got two attorneys, Paradis and Kiesel, who are, who are called rogue attorneys by the city attorney's office, that this was all their idea. They insist that it came right from the top, from Mike Fuhrer and other attorneys. The special master appointed by the court did a report on all of this, and he found that um, that clearly the top attorneys at the city att- attorney's office were in on it. Couldn't make a judgment about Mike Fuhrer because he said he didn't have enough evidence because all the notes were destroyed. So what does this mean for the, for the attorneys in the city attorney's office and Mike Fuhrer? Because you could read between yeah. the lines in the press release that it looks like there's going to be some prosecutions and it might involve a, couple, a city attorney um, or yeah. more than one city attorney. And if that happens... They may have to flip on Mike Fuhrer. Yeah, well, I think I think it means the federal government is circling the drain. I mean, this could just be the beginning of the feds cracking down. Uh, I think it further puts into question Fuhrer's handling of this lawsuit, which was maybe the biggest lawsuit he was involved with as city attorney. I mean, if he wasn't already half a corpse on the campaign trail, this might just put the nail in the coffin. And the plea agreement said, quote, at least one senior member of the city attorney's office met with special counsel Parity and Kiesel, who were authorized and directed to find counsel that would be friendly to the city to supposedly represent Jones in the class action lawsuit against the city, end quote. Now, that would either be former city attorney officials Thomas Peters or Jim Clark, given the evidence that has come out that speaks to their knowledge of the ratepayer lawsuit. Both no longer work for Fuhrer, and it's really kind of unclear why, but this investigation is ongoing. So I guess the question is, will one of them give up Fuhrer if they have evidence showing Fuhrer director signed off on this strategy or knew about it? So, you know, time will tell. Well, Jim Clark was the chief deputy, and Jim Clark is the reason that Fuhrer, we can't really ascertain Fuhrer's um, knowledge because Clark 
kind of covered up for him. Covered, he did cover up for him, and even the special master noted that that, that Clark lied. He said Clark lied uh, because he did mm-hmm. give a deposition in which he said, I know I briefed Mike Fury. I can't remember when, but I know I, I, I told him about this uh, because I would have uh, that would be what I normally did. I can't remember the exact date, but then he went back and he did errata on his deposition, mm-hmm. which is highly unusual. Did 50 errata, and one of the errata, he changed yeah. that statement where he had given up Mike Fuhrer. So that was uh, that was Jim Clark, who Paul Kiesel and Paul Parody, the two attorneys who were cooperating with the Justice Department, said in a text message that's in the evidence, oh, um, they're not acknowledging that Jim Clark uh, directed this strategy and, and Mike Fuhrer knew about the strategy because Clark told them. So the question is, does Parody, yeah. do Parody and Kiesel have something on, uh, clearly they have something on Clark, but do they have something on Fuhrer? that they're, you know, basically uh, they've offered up to the Justice Department? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big question, you know. I mean, Clark did also, you know, in his deposition related to all this, say that he apprised Mike Fear of everything. They met once a week, you know, um, but then, you know, he changed all of his key testimony. So uh, I guess we'll see. Well, what I was surmising is that, um, you know, in the, in the, in, yeah, he actually, he said, Mr. Clark testified, this is a quote, Everybody reports to Mike, Mike Fury. Yeah. He, testi- yep. he testified yep. to that, and he didn't change that one. Uh, and then he testified at other places uh, to, to having uh, updated Mike uh, frequently. And we all, anyone who knows Mike Fury knows he's a micromanager. I know him from the legislature. He, he know, wants to know the details of everything, so it would be unfathomable he didn't know the details. So, of course, Mike Fury in his own deposition uh, said he didn't recall 60 times, and that's part of why the special counsel could declare that Fuhrer was in on it. He did say that Fuhrer was in on part of it, uh, on part of the three-part scheme. And he did make a pretty uh, big statement when he said, despite public assertions that Mr. Paradis and Mr. Kiesel, without the knowledge of anyone in the city, went rogue, this is a special counsel, um, uh, the evidence supports a finding the city directed and assisted in the city suing itself with a sham lawsuit. That's what the special counsel found. That's what the Justice Department seems to have accepted in its in its plea bargaining and the information it released because it said the city directed Kiesel and Parody. So the question is, if the city did that in a scam lawsuit to itself, you know, how how high does this go? Because someone's going to be on on the on, on the chopping block next. It's going to be some city attorney official. Is it Jim Clark? Is it who's 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 a you know relatively elderly man who doesn't want to spend a too many years of his you remaining in prison? Uh, was it Tom Peters? Uh, um, will these people turn on Mike Fuhrer? Did, you know, I, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're, uh, they're aiming for the top and, you know, it, it certainly might come with that, you know, I think it, yeah, it's, 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 the scope seems to be, you know, Jim Clark, Tom Peters, um, and, uh, maybe Mike Fuhrer, um, uh, so, you know, uh, what, what else did you find in this indictment that was interesting to you, uh, Justin? Um, well, I th- I thought the that parody was just kind of running around and talking about the strategy for strategy for Jones um, was interesting because federal prosecutors said it was directed by the city attorney's office. So he didn't feel like he was doing anything wrong to keep it a secret because it was blessed by the highest levels of the city attorney's office. Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, uh, 
ge the general manager and the board member were not named, you know, does that mean that they're going to face, you know, criminal prosecution in the future? Um, Their names weren't named. They just well. named him the general manager. Yeah. The, uh, and the Ohio lawyer, who's dead now, unfortunately, or he certainly would have been facing prosecution. Yeah, and um, so, you know, will we'll the hammer drop on them uh, in the future? But, I mean, um, yeah, I think to put it in a perspective, you know, the federal government said, you know, for the first time that, you know, uh, parity in the city of L.A., you know, basically they called it a collusive lawsuit and that, you know, the city deprived those suing LADWP over incorrect bills uh, of an attorney. And, you know, to kind of zero in on this more, you know, Mayor Eric Garcetti came into office uh, reforming, calling for the reform of DWP. Um, and so, you know, this not only turns up the heat on his ambitions and fears ambitions for mayor, but kind of casts a shadow on Garcetti who campaigned on this DWP reform and who, who blessed the appointment of David Wright um, uh, when he came in as manager of uh, DWP. And then, you know, David Wright pled the fifth when asked about this and then quit his job. Not to mention the, um, was supposed to be like a watchdog on the, on the beat, this guy, Fred Pickle, the ratepayer mm -hmm. advocate who blessed the no-bid contract and then was reappointed by the city council. And we raised all these issues at the city council and to the mayor and in a, a report called The Price of Pickle, and they all turned a blind eye. And now um, we can say, uh, uh, well, you were wrong and we were right, but that's a little solace to the people of L.A. We still need to figure, fix DWP. Uh, and, um, and and that that's going to take a new mayor. Uh, and we're hoping the new mayor takes a look at some innovative proposals to rebuild uh, DWP and actually create an outside um, outside uh, force to be a true ratepayer advocate, uh, someone who's not inside the bureaucracy, someone uh, who, 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 you know, rep truly represents the people. And we have an idea for that uh, that we borrow from other cities called the Citizen Utility Board. They have them in Chicago and Wisconsin. And basically, mm -hmm. uh, it's a way for ratepayers to get together pay a few dollars uh, a year, $5 a year or so, and have their own ratepayer advocacy organization involved in all these decisions. And the thing that DWP would have to do would be, I'll give every ratepayer an opportunity to join it just in their mailing when they mail the bill. And that gives mm -hmm. people access to get together and get someone to represent them. So we're going to we're gonna propose that to every mayoral candidate. Uh, Mike Fuhrer is a mayoral candidate. I doubt he'll take us up on that one because we did <laughs> propose that as part of the settlement to the ratepayer deal, uh, and he rejected it. But uh, we, we think that could change everything. Well, thank you, Justin Klosko, for coming and being on our show. Uh, for listeners who want to learn more, Justin, uh, your blog is at? It's at debaser.substack.com. That's debaser, D-E-B-A-S-E-R.substack.com. And if you want to learn more about our work, uh, watchdogging uh, DWP, you can go to consumerwatchdog.org and scroll down to the L.A. Watchdog uh, area, and you'll see a whole lot of information about what we've done to uh, out, expose, and now change DWP. Hopefully we'll get some change. Thanks again for being here, Justin. Thanks a lot. If you like this show, you can read more at consumerwatchdog.org. Subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts online. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamie Court.